You're listening to episode seven of the Business by Intuition podcast. Welcome to the Business by Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bauer, online business strategist, heartfelt copywriter, and kind marketing mentor for sensitive solopreneurs. If you're an online entrepreneur who wants to create a business led by your intuition, not the loud mainstream advice that's out there, then light a candle, diffuse your favorite oil, and let's talk about how we can make the process of creating a heart-driven business both simple and fulfilling. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Business by Intuition podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about authentic selling and making the process of selling your services feel meaningful and joyful and much more fulfilling. And I think that there's a way that we can do this, a shift, a simple mindset shift that we can make to help us ease the process, simplify the process and not make the process of selling your offers and your services feel like a slimy, salesy, manipulative thing when really it's about connecting with the right people. Two of my favorite words in marketing, which may not come to mind when you think about marketing, is connection and generosity. When you can meet people at a place and thinking about meeting prospects or your potential new clients and coming into conversations and your discovery calls with this place of, from a place of connection and generosity, it shifts the whole entire process of selling. I wrote a post on Instagram recently that seemed to strike a chord with a lot of people. It really seemed to resonate and people really felt this at a deep level. And in the essence of the post, the message was that you don't hate selling, you just hate being inauthentic. When it comes to selling, I think this is what it what's going on for many of us who feel like we hate the process of selling our services who feel like we hate the process of going out there and marketing our businesses and finding clients and attracting people into our businesses is that we don't actually hate the idea of selling. We just hate the idea of being inauthentic. We hate the idea of having to show up in a way that isn't aligned with who we are, that makes us feel like someone we're not, that makes conversations feel contrived, that makes things feel like they're not natural. And I think when we can embrace marketing and selling and we can embrace connection and generosity in our sales calls. And I put sales in air quotes because I never think of them as sales calls. Um, But when you're meeting with potential new clients and you can come into conversations from a place of pure connection and wanting to make that authentic connection with people and coming into it from a space of generosity with zero attachment to the outcome, it can make the process of selling your services, getting people into your program, signing up for your courses, taking your group coaching program or whatever that looks like for you. And it can make that whole process feel so much more fulfilling, so much more meaningful. So I want to share a little story with you that talks a little bit about my experience with selling. And this goes back to when I got my life coaching certification about six years ago. It was a life and career coaching program. I had come from a background of human resources when I was working in the corporate world. I had a long 10-year corporate career. And the last job that I worked in was in, I was an onboarding specialist in a corporation for, um, in the human resources department. 
When my husband and I moved to the United States from Canada, we left from Calgary, moved to Houston for, it was supposed to be for about five years. Um, when we moved there, my visa fell through and I could no longer work. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? So life coaching and career coaching felt like a natural fit. So I love the idea of creating this business. I love the idea of connecting and feeling like I was doing something that was in alignment with who I was. And I like the idea of like being an entrepreneur and starting a business and working for myself. All of that was really exciting. And I remember I took my life coaching certification. And when I completed the certification, I was given this thick white binder, like those white school binders, you know, those white binders you would see in school, um, just a plain white binder. And inside that binder had many tabs. And one of the tabs said marketing. And I was so eager to see what was inside that marketing tab because I was so eager to start my business. I was so excited to learn how to get clients. I was so excited to learn how to set up my business in a way that would make me, you know, a profitable coach so that I can continue doing what it is that I love to do. So I skipped ahead to the section, you know, out of my haste and eagerness to learn more about marketing and learn more about how to be seen in front of the right people, get my message out there. But I was sorely disappointed as I flipped through this tab, this marketing tab and realized it was nothing more than a section of dry, you know, highly manipulative sales scripts to use in our discovery calls with clients, a discovery call being a call where you can essentially find out if your clients are going to be a right fit for you. And also, you know, templates for elevator pitches and, you know, mission statements and all of the rest. And I was sorely disappointed to find that this is what my marketing, my training and marketing was going to look like. And I've worked with enough people in the past, and I've worked with a lot of people, in fact, who've had much more prestigious coaching certifications. They've gone through much more prestigious programs than I went through. And it's always the same training. It is this very cookie-cutter approach to marketing, and often at the core and the foundation of their marketing training is this highly persuasive, pushy, manipulative sales tactics, marketing tactics to help them sell their services and get themselves out there online. I had one example recently where I was working with someone and she had graduated from a very prestigious coaching company um, here in Canada where I'm based. And she was working with me and suddenly we, we did a little bit of work together. And then suddenly I got an email from her telling me that I was going to be added to her newsletter list. There was no, you know, here, click here to sign up. There was nothing like she just told me, I got an email saying that I'm going to be getting her emails. And if I wanted to unsubscribe, there was this process to go through. And I thought, how slimy and salesy is that? And I, no fault of her own. It was probably something she was taught in her marketing training through this coaching program. She was a new coach. She reached, reached out to me through a referral after she got her certification, wanting some feedback on her website and things like that. And after we worked together a little bit, I got this email and I just thought, horrible. This is not how you start relationships with people. How does she know that I want to be on her newsletter list? What makes her think that I'm even a client? I wasn't a client. I wasn't a fit for her work. She was marketing to corporations and leaders in corporations on a very specific, I don't want to give too much away, but a very specific discipline in certain corporations that had nothing to do with my work. So I found it interesting that she would add me to her 
email newsletter list without my permission, without asking me, without saying, would you like to be on my newsletter list, but also adding me, why would you add me if I'm not someone who's even potentially a good fit for your services? So this is just one example of some of the types of marketing training that we're given when we leave our coaching programs. And maybe this happens in other areas of business as well, but I tend to work with a lot of coaches and it's the same thing that I see. And so many clients who I talk to, they're so eager, you know, they've, they've just been certified, you know, they're excited to get going. They've got this vision, they've got a dream, they've got this passion behind them that's backing them. And then they're given this really crappy, conventional, patriarchal marketing training, and it just completely deflates them, but they don't know what else to do. And it's exactly what I did. So I'll tell you a little bit about my story. So when I was certified as a life coach, a life and career coach. I was so excited. I got my marketing binder and I was given this really crappy section within the marketing binder that was just filled with discovery call scripts that was filled with templates, generic templates on how to create an elevator pitch, what to say when someone asks you what to do with this really like formulaic sort of sentence that I could, you know, rhyme off in, you know, 10 words or less. And it all felt super stuffy. It all felt very contrived, yet I didn't have anything else to go on. I assumed that, okay, well, if they're giving me this, this must be the way that it's done. And so I rolled with it. I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything about ethical, authentic marketing. I didn't know there was any other way to do marketing. I just assumed that they knew better than me. So I took the information that I had and I remember so vividly when I would have my discovery calls with anyone that wasn't a family member or a friend, you know, as part of my free, as part of my coaching certification, I had to have so many hours. When I finally got into the real world and I had like real prospects, real potential clients interested in my services and they would ask to book a discovery call, I felt immense fear. This looming fear would become over me. I was just so terrified. I would feel sick about having these discovery calls because I knew it meant that I would have to pull out my big thick white binder, scan through the scripts that I was given, try to memorize certain things. And most importantly, I'd have to pay attention on these discovery calls to the objections that people were making so that I could quickly and readily have a comeback ready so that when someone said to me, I can't afford this program right now, I could quickly come back with, but what is it costing you to not take this program? And this was one of the things that I distinctly remember when I was doing discovery calls was having to understand people's objections and having a comeback and something to counter with anytime someone came up with an objection. So there's so many things that I could say about that piece alone. So many things that I felt were so in me, like in my, in my core in my soul. I just felt like it was so wrong to be doing that. I felt horrible doing that. It made me nervous to do that. I felt sick and anxious. And not only did the scripts make me feel inauthentic and slimy and somewhat pushy and shady, they also took me away from the present moment, which was being there with my client, meeting my client where they were at, And sure, maybe some of it was like nerves and me being new and not being used to the sales process and the call, the discovery call process. But even back then with the very limited knowledge I had of marketing or entrepreneurship or having an online business, I knew that this didn't feel good. I didn't want to be doing discovery calls this way. 
So those earlier sales calls with clients or with potential clients were super painful. They were painful for me. They were painful for my prospects and the people that I was speaking with. They sensed my nerves, but most importantly, they sensed my inauthenticity. And if they didn't sense it, I sure as hell knew it. I knew that I was being inauthentic and I hated it. I could not stand getting on these calls because it meant I had to be someone I wasn't. It meant that I had to follow someone else's formula that did not resonate with me whatsoever. I felt ridiculous. The conversations felt contrived. And I just knew that this this was not how I wanted to be interacting with my people. So thankfully, I had enough sense to ditch that old big white binder, and I've never looked back since, and I've only had real conversations since then. So this is why I say I don't think that you hate selling. I think that you just hate being inauthentic. So here's a little bit of a perspective shift that I want to give you today to hopefully help you change how you feel about the selling process, because I don't fear selling at all. In fact, If I'm selling, I don't know that I'm selling. If I'm doing it, it's coming from such a sincere, generous place within me that I don't even recognize it as selling. So when I, when it comes to discovery calls now, and I don't even call them discovery calls anymore because I just, the term is overused and I have a negative connotation for me with discovery calls because of my experience early back on when I was starting out as a coach. So now I call them virtual coffee dates, or I sometimes refer to them as business assessments, because essentially that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of getting into your business, looking a little bit behind the scenes, digging a little deeper to understand like what, where your needs are, what your needs, specific needs are to see if I can meet them. But that's essentially what my process is now. I don't have any formula. I don't have any process. I simply, when someone says, hey, I want to get on a discovery call with you or a virtual coffee, I'm excited. I feel so much gratitude and I feel so much joy within me to be able to speak to another human and see if I can potentially be a fit for what it is that they need. I'm excited to connect with that person, whether or not they ever become a client. I have zero attachment to the outcome. Now, before I go any further, I do want to point out that I recognize having zero attachment to the outcome, whether or not someone becomes a client or not, sounds like a real privilege. And honestly, I think it is because you might be in a position where you need to get those clients, your rent, the roof over your head, your children's food, healthcare, whatever depends on it. So if you're hearing this and you want to be and you still feel that resistance to selling, and you want to be more authentic in the way that you're selling and the way that you're showing up, I still think you can follow this. But I want you to know that as you hear this, know that it's not coming from a place of judgment. It's not coming from a place of righteousness. I'm simply sharing what has worked for me to help me make the shift. And if you're in a position where you got to do what you got to do to get clients to get food on the table, then you do that. You follow whatever is coming up for you, what feels right for you. Just know that this is here for you, and I think that it can still work for anyone. I think that even if you're in a position where you really need to make ends meet and you need those clients regardless, if you're coming through and feeling really inauthentic in your approach, I think when you can make the switch and come from more of a pure place of authenticity, more clients will feel that the energy will be different. You'll show up differently. And I think it does overall impact how we perform our job, how we show up for our clients, how we show up for ourselves and the, and the world and our 
families and everything else. So I think that there's value in being able to make the shift. Absolutely. But I just wanted to put that in as a disclaimer, knowing and recognizing that what I'm saying is coming from a place of privilege. So I recognize that and I honor wherever you are at on the journey, wherever you're at in business, your choice is your choice. What you choose to be right for you now is what you need to do for yourself now. So honor that, recognize that. So to go back a little bit about the shift that I had to make is it wasn't anything major. I didn't say to myself, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. It was just, it was so in me. I felt so contrived, as I said, having these sales calls that I just didn't want to do it anymore. I was like, if this is part of having a business, if this is part of being a coach, if this is part of getting clients, I don't want to do it. It needs to feel natural and it needs to feel in alignment with who I am. Like I need to be real in the way that I do this. So as I said, I ditched the the marketing binder and I just sort of approached calls with no process, no agenda. And the most important thing is zero attachment to what happens in that call. So I'm never going in with the intention, like I got to close this sale. I got to bring in the big guns. I've got to bring in all of my tools so that I can squash every objection I got to make sure this person sees the value in what I offer. And in fact, I don't bring any of that into my calls with clients or potential new clients. I approach my calls from this place, as I said, of pure generosity and connection. I'm there for you to, to support you in that moment. And if that means that you're not a fit and I need to refer you out to someone who would be a better fit, then that's what I will do. Trusting and knowing that the right clients will come to me and that if it's meant to be, it'll be. But the key is really about the zero attachment. If you're going in with this intention and this focus of, I got to close this deal because I need three clients this month, that will make the process of selling so much harder for you. It will take the joy, the fulfillment, the meaning out of the process of marketing your services. And it will always feel like selling. It will always feel sort of manipulative. It will always feel sort of spammy and pushy if you're coming into it with this agenda that says, you're going to be my client. I need to have you as a client. So as I said, the power in this is recognizing that you don't hate selling, you hate being inauthentic. So how can you bring more of your authentic self? How can you be more authentic in your discovery calls? How can you bring more of this authenticity through when you're connecting with clients? For me, the transformation happened when I started to view these calls as just purely connecting with people and being grateful for the opportunity to connect to meet people in their businesses. Once I'm in a discovery call with people and they book virtual coffees with me, I have no process. I have no workflow. I don't have a checklist of things that I need to cover. I allow the client to tell me where they're struggling in their business. And then I listen and I meet them where they're at. And I dig a little bit deeper only to find out so that I'm 100% clear that I understand their needs so that I can make a true assessment as to whether or not I am someone who can actually help them in their business. And as I said, if I feel that I'm not, I will happily refer them to someone who I think would be a better fit. When you view selling, air quotes, through this lens, there's no need to hate selling. There's no need to hate the process of selling. You're simply making authentic connections with people. You're simply having conversations with people. There is a huge mindset shift that happens. The energy is completely different when you can enter it from a place of zero attachment 
being grateful just to have the connection and the opportunity to speak to people in your audience and to see where they're at versus coming in with a preconceived idea or a notion or an agenda that they are going to be your client, that you need to pull out all of the stops so that they become one of your clients. A huge energy shift happens. So whether you want to say that you need an abundance mindset or whether you believe that this is coming from a place of privilege, I just truly in my heart of hearts, I believe that if it's meant to be with a client, it'll be. If that client is truly meant to be your client because you can truly serve them or there's a lesson there for each of you to learn, then it will be. When you can come into your discovery calls or when you're meeting with potential new clients and they're showing interest in your services and you can just focus on connecting with that person, being present, wholly present with that person, feeling their energy, listening to their words, being generous with what you have to offer, with your time and your knowledge with your gifts and how you can be of service to this person, it makes the process so much easier. I hope if anything that you can take away from today's podcast is to give yourself the permission to, you know, ditch the white binder if that's what you were given or throw away some of that old conventional marketing advice that really doesn't serve you. If you're feeling anxious and stressed out about selling your services and you always feel like you're coming from this annoying sort of manipulative place and it feels truly inauthentic, I want you to know it doesn't have to feel that way. And by making the shift, focusing your energy and placing that energy back on the connection that you have, just simply connecting with another human and understanding where they're coming from and how you may be able to support them and coming from a place of service and love, it can make the process so much more fulfilling, so much more meaningful, so much more joyful. And most importantly, it no longer feels like selling. So I just want to thank you so much for tuning in with me today. If you have any questions about today's episode or any specific insights that have helped you that you would like to share, feel free to click the link below in the show notes to send me a voice message and I may share it in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today and I will see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Business by Intuition podcast with me, your host, Krista Bauer. I hope you've enjoyed today's insights and will take some time to reflect on how you can implement this guidance and use it to help you create a sustainable business following your intuition, not formulas. As always, you can head over to kristabauer.com forward slash podcast to sign up for my email list and get the links and resources in the show notes. If you loved today's episode and would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving a review and subscribe so you can tune in next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again soon.